This week's episode is brought to you by fangs, the best kind of teeth. Tired of those flat herbivore teeth you can only eat salads with? Fuck salads. With fangs, you can rush or engorge yourself on anything you want. You can even clash with stuff, like blades. Fangs, because evolution favors the carnivores. And I'm Matt. And I'm eating salad. So today, as mm-hmm. promised from last week, we have, uh, we're talking about the brand new set that is coming out in English uh, at the time of this recording, two days from now. Um, Raging Clash of the Blade Fangs. So uh-huh. the name implies that there are two things or more that have blade fangs. And I don't know which plan, aside from Tachikaze, has blade fangs. Does that make any sense? I think, like, the implication was with um, Victor, because the initial translation was something, something blade and fangs, and Victor was the blades or something. Gotcha. Well, I remember Sword Fang Fierce Battle was a translation for a time, and then... Yeah, that was it. And Victor was the sword, probably, because Victor has several of those. That makes sense. Well, uh, as implied by Gabe and I, the clans featured in this set are all three paladins, Royal Shadow and Gold, Tachikaze, Murakumo, Nova Grappler, and Neonectar. Now, Matt, you play uh, Tachis and Murakumo, so this must have been a fun set to, uh, you know, speculate about. Right? Sorta. Sorta. I mean, I, I just paid you for the Tachikaze, so now it's just right. one. But, um, yeah, so th- this is definitely going to be an interesting set on the metagame, because there are about four or five cards in here that change the decks that they're in dramatically. Um, mm-hmm. On top of that, they also have uh, Triple R reprints, uh, R Geyser Dragon, Wolf Fang Liberator Garmore, Galaxy Blau Kluger, and Blau Dumbledore what? Less, but woo. Was that a sneeze? That was a oh, woo. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, what do you guys think of these reprints before we actually get into the set proper? I mean, we just had a reprint of Orgizer. But well, Japan's in, one. In English, yeah. But right. in Japan, yeah. they didn't. But even then, Orgizer was still um, a good one. I was confused, though, because Aura Geyser slash Claret Sword didn't get any support, while reprints kind of, like, imply that that card is getting support, hence Raging Form and Descendants and Maelstrom from the last set. And Garmore, so, this set. But this yeah. one's Triple R, right? Yeah. That's lit. Were they Triple R in Japan, at least for set 9? Yes. So, English Bushi might fuck up again, who knows? Uh well it's it's the the sneak peek's already out so we should know already. Do they oh did they not fuck up good? No, I don't think they fucked up this time. Cool. Um, so there's that. Um, Galaxy was a good one. I think Galaxy was good because um, as the Vanguard community so often does, when a card gets support, everything around it will get hyped. So Galaxy was a good call on that. Um, I wish Mond. Got a reprint, honestly, because that's what really took off. Because um, the 
new blouse stride is about is still about the break ride combo. So Mon would have been a better one in my opinion, but it was kind of fine because they just released a new break ride in this set. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Dunkle Height was kind of pointless. Like, so, do you think it would have been better to do Galaxy and Mond as the reprints? Yes, but that would have honestly been too good. Like, that would have been too amazing of like stuff to reprint. Honestly, so I kind of understand why. But Dunkelheit was honestly unnecessary because, like, I like the the reasoning was probably so they could use it in G Reg, and admittedly, Blau even in G Era still needs it to be a pretty pure Blau deck. So PG was an important one to get, but like, it's but reprint. It it wasn't necessary because G Reg allows for any reprinted cards, even if it's not from the reprinted set. So there was no real. I don't know. I guess it was just to allow Blouse to have their own PG. I don't know. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's good. I I think the Darmor uh, reprint is good just because of the name, because there's all this Darmor support. But that card sucks. Yes, it does. But... uh, As a heart and nothing more. That's pretty pretty much what it's for. Um, And then also the set... Just run the old Garmor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't dig out your common boxes from the trial deck you bought four years ago. Um, No, it's better because, you know, now you can have a Liberator Vanguard, too, for all that support. Hey. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, That's still relevant. And also this set, we have the SP uh, packs for Tachikaze, Murakumo, and Nova Grappler. Can we talk about how the Nova and Murakumo SP packs don't have the fucking crit in it? Are you, wait, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, go for it. What happened? I don't know. Bushiroad hates uh hates um hates Murakumo for sure. I have a and, uh, kinda fuck. hates Nova. Fuck. What you don't want? You don't want crits, Bullard? What? I mean, but I I do want crits, full art, but it makes the GR all that much cheaper because they're a multiple set. So honestly, it's fine. I accept it. Um, and, and also the no, the Victor crit isn't even that expensive anyway. It's only like two or three bucks. Yeah, for some reason, Hearthstone clones are either like two, like two to three dollars, or like ten for some reason. Mm-hmm. Let me let me look up uh, break passes um, price because it's I don't think it's that expensive. Um, but people want yes, a piece of it. I mean. I'm not going to SP it out so it doesn't affect me. I mean, I, I got the SP packs for Great Nature and Pond Deli's SP in there. It's going to be awesome. Dude, that SP pack is just a bunch of fucking pandas. I don't care. It makes like, me happy. Like, how many pandas can we shove in one SP pack? Apparently the answer is like six. Is is the, the Victor one not just a bunch of fucking beat em on? No, it's yeah. a bunch of Victors. Yeah. It's Victor, Victor, Victor. Uh, Victor. There's four victors in that one. Oh yes. Oh yeah. The other victor. <laughs> yeah. And then like a stride pot or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then uh, also before we get into the set, there uh, as part of the six pack campaign in Japan, a special pack is given out when any uh, packs are purchased or any six. So each special pack contains one of the following promos. So there's Night of Dedication Gene. Um. So Brave, if you have a Vanguard with Alt Mile, it can intercept from the back row. She's a nine K grade two. And then never read these promos before. 
what we're about to. GB1 Brave, when it's uh, placed on rear, if you have a Vandor with Altmile, it's plus 5k until end of turn, and at the end of the turn, choose an... Wait, we're not getting these promos, what? Yes, we are. We, 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 wait. There's a monthly shop. No, we're getting them in the monthly shop tournaments. We're getting the foil crits with this set. Oh, right. Oh, no, but we have a Drag Wizard Ustius. Isn't that, like, or was that the box topper? The box topper, probably. Oh. Yeah, we we are getting we are getting the foil crits with the set. Gotcha. Okay, for did I say you're reading the ja See, it says in Japan. See, you. you, you... Oh, okay. A part you actually read out. And loud then and then if you read confused. the if you read the next part for the English version. Dot dot dot. Oh. Well, I hadn't gotten. I'm that. not actually. Okay. actually yeah, I wasn't actually looking at the wiki page. Question. Answer. Um, I looked up somewhere online, and it said that the one was going to be the April shop promo. But I haven't been seeing them anywhere. Is that a lie? What? The Nova Grappler. Um, Sever Temper? I've seen it in person, so it exists. Yeah, definitely. I, I I picked up a play set for my roommate and then brought him back to that well, house. Thanks, Dick. What am I supposed to do? You didn't Give ask. Give them to me. Through, through the mail? Well, yes. That's uh, how well, you I normally send cards to people. But or I mean, that. I mean, like. Well, you know. Wait till I get back for, from school. That takes too long. Um, there are many ways you could have done this. True. So wait, is it the April one, yes or no? Uh, I, I believe yeah, so, because it, it's not like, you know, double R or anything like that. It, it looks Why the hell like are they on TCG player? They're common. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they can't sell them until after the month is over. Or, or they got, like... Uh, just go to your local in. shop and suck someone's dick. Or eBay, or I, I they're they're around though; they exist. Um, I'll figure it out eventually. Okay, well, you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Get your strict Sazanda upgrade. I love that. That's just what it is. It's literally just Sazanda, but better for no fucking reason. Because it has the word "rush" printed on it, where Sazanda does, and an additional ability. And an, oh yeah, and an, an additional front row pop. This is great. Um, Sometimes right. cool. So the box stopper is uh, Drag Wizard Ustius, which is a grade two. Uh, so once well, per turn, Ritual... No one's going to play this card. Uh, I don't know. Our, our, our friend uh, Omar is doing it. And he's You're Lou, are they, Will? Yeah, I guess. But anyway, so there's still... What? Where the fuck are you guys? Go on. Counterblast 1, if you have a, a Vandar with Luar, choose a grade 1 card from your drop zone, increase this unit's power by the chosen card's power. You may put that unit uh, card on the bottom of the deck, and then uh, auto GB1, choose one of your other rear guards and retire it. When it hits, you may pay the cost if you do draw a card. All right, question. Yeah. Why is Luar going to be doing anything after this set other than spending Counterblast to call Blyle Owls to draw more cards? I mean... Because people are bad at this game. Oh, right. Continue. I mean, the thing with him is that you—it's like another way to put stuff back in your deck, so you don't deck out. Uh, well, you're you're playing Luard with Belial. Well, you're never going to deck out anyway. You're throwing like four or five cards back in your deck every turn. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like it's fine. But I mean, there's drawing cards and triple drive and all that stuff. Anyway, um, I mean, you're drawing eight cards a turn, uh, but you, you're not going to deck out. You can just slow down. It's fine. <laughs> no way to slow down. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, so starting off the GR, the first GR, we have Drag Anger Ogma. 
So he is a uh, he's a stride. He's ritual five. So I think this is the first instance of a ritual effect that's not three. So once per turn, you can counterblast soul blast. Uh, choose a face down card from your G zone. Flip it up. Choose up to five of your grade one rear guards. Retire them. Your opponent chooses a card from his or her hand or rear guards for each retired unit, and puts it into the drop zone. If the total uh-huh. number of rear guards put into the drop zone of both players with this effect is three or more, you draw a card. Um, uh. Okay, so this is people. People have been complaining that Kazuma didn't have really have a finisher, which he didn't, because uh, he was just doing. And this uh, is not it. Yeah, so, like, he started using this as his finisher, and let's just put this into perspective. He uses this against Murakumo, and he still can't win. So, just saying. But in any case... I mean, uh, that's because he doesn't have good cards in his deck. He keeps striding Drag Driver, which is an awful card that no one should play. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, this thing, what it's supposed to do is just completely fuck over anything that doesn't have a field. Um... If only Shadow Alden could do that before. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, another problem is that you have to kill Grade 1s, which means you can't kill Blylal, which we'll get to later, and uh, you can't, you know, draw more cards. It's just kind of a a sink. I think if you're going to use it at all, you're going to use it as a one-of. I think the real problem with this card is not only, like, can you not, like, sack zeros to it, but, like, it's the matchups where it's good are, like, pretty few and far between. Like, it's good against, like, what, Pale Moon? Pale Moon. Like, Perhaps Grand Blue, and not even then, because they just put stuff they want but, there. But Grand Blue's just going to GB2 a bunch of Negrolazies in a turn anyway, because they, ha- they have to to not die to fucking, uh, what's his name, um, Diablo. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand what, like, what matchups, like, what matchups that are actually played do you want this card against? Pale Moon. <laughs> actually played. Please listen. I play it, and one uh-huh. and one other person, and that's it. Uh-huh. But and should you be playing Diablo it? That's a still better. What'd you say? Dan? Yeah, and but you could... Phantom is still better than Agma. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, I'm not even sure you have space for this card. I'll post GBT10. Maybe personally, like I don't think I, I don't even know if you have space. I don't know, but. It's, uh... Pick it up, though, so... What'd you say? Weaboos will pick it up. Probably. It's true. You mean Edge edge Paladins? Alright. It's time, Gabe. Cool. So, there's this other neat little GR that we got, who is favorite champ Victor, who has the most, like, unimposing name of any finisher ever... Except for maybe drag anger, that's 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 pretty weak. Not gonna lie, but um, as if that wasn't edgy enough, right? Yeah, it just doesn't even like sound intimidating. Okay, he's just angry. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Um, you wouldn't but, like him when he's angry. <laughs> gross. Um, <laughs> continuing though, favorite champ Victor is a hilarious card who has brought on. Very hilarious builds of Nova Grappler. So what he does is, after after it attacks, so not when it attacks or blah blah blah. It's after the battle that it attacks, Counterblast two, discard a card. For every face up card in your G zone, you can stand a rear guard, and if you stand three or more, disc you can discard another three, 
counter charge one, stand victor, and it loses two drive checks. So my favorite part about this card is it isn't once per turn. So if you have a giant hand, you can just do upwards of 10 attacks a turn easy. This card has brought has be, brought upon the advent of 8-plus draw Nova Grapplers. Because why, why would you need crits when you can just do 16 attacks in a turn that get progressively bigger? Like... They, they increase in power every time you use its skill because of how Rush works. So why the hell would you need crits when you can OTK somebody? It's great. Um, what I also like is it gets rid of that really mediocre Stride Fighters collection. Because Bustard is no longer necessary. Because this just does Bustard's job better. This thing kind of reminds me of uh, Glorious Reigning from Gold Paladin. The, like, you know, for everything in G-Zone, you get to do that thing. Either call from deck or stand something, and then... That's been a thing for a while. That's not, like, special. I know, but it, it just reminds me of it. Gabe. Okay. Yes? Would you say this is your favorite card in the set? <laughs> I wouldn't, actually. Hmm. Why not? Because Blau exists. I didn't ask the best card in the set. Ask your favorite card in the set. Yes! Because... (laughs) You seem to forget that Blau is one of the two reasons why I play Nova Grappler. What's the other reason? Beast Deity. Oh. Rest in Beast beast Deities. Beast Deity support is boring as hell. Like, Catastrophe sucks. There's none in this set, thank God. But since G started, Beast Deity support came in the form of Catastrophe which is literally just extreme with power. So the deck's playstyle was the exact same, and there was no change in it in any way, shape, or form. You literally and, just tried that guy, like, four times or something. Yeah. And, all, and, in G, and in BTO6, they tried to give it support that worked with Ethics Buster Reverse. Like, there was something that was, like, rest itself, give stuff, two things, 5K or whatever. And why... Why would they try to bring back a card that wasn't even good when it came out? Who knows? Um, yeah, rest in peace, Beast Deity. Blau is good, though. <laughs> and so is Favorite Champ, because Favorite Champ is also very splashable. As oh, that's true. Unlike the disappointment that is VMAX, because it, it's not a fucking podcast with me until Narukami gets insulted. Um... VMAX requires vanquishers in the G-Zone. Victor doesn't, so you can just do whatever the hell you want. That's pretty good. Great. See, that, so, is, that at least it's earned his GR spot. It's almost like the keyword rush is a better keyword than the keyword thunderstrike. Oh. I mean, for a long time it wasn't. Rush wasn't better until this set. Yeah. I mean, rush rush from a, just a you know design space perspective is better. Very true. Like Let's you don't have to do the, you don't have to jump through this hoop to like get your skills like you do with Thunderstrike. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's great though. God bless um, God bless Rush because now it's finally good. All I right, mean, Rush was always good from like moving pictures. Like that's when they really started taking out hell stuff. Now, um, next card. <laughs> what the hell was that? Was the Rush the band anyway. Um, I don't know what that is. 1910s references. It's 20s. God damn it. 
get it right. <laughs> I was gonna say twenties. I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. What <laughs> even happened in wrong. the ni- what even happened in the 1910s besides World War One? They never say anything. They're just like uh, everyone being depressed about World War One. Pretty much. Or yeah, they, they had three years, and then World War One takes off because some Serbian nationalist is like, "Fuck this France Ferdinand guy." Anyway, um, so basically, we're repeating you... World War One right now. Exactly. What? No, he just bombed. Uh, I think he said Iraq, but I know it's not Iraq. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I thought it was Syria. It oh, was, right. but he said he said Iraq in an interview. Oh my god, <laughs> the, the amount of stupid. All right, it so was like 1984. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Except like a, a like a really kind of retarded version of 1984, where the 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 big brother is like not competent. I don't so know. What what card are you reading right now? Okay, Holy Dragon, Luminous Hope Dragon. As ironic as that is, uh, so it's it's a stride where you once per turn uh, flip a card from G Zone face up for each face up Luminous Hope in your G Zone until end of turn. It gets plus 10k, and all of your rear guards with the Brave ability get plus 1,000. And then another skill, Brave, when it attacks, if you have two or more face-up cards with the Brave ability in your G-Zone, search your deck for up to one grade 2 card, call it to rear. Then, if you have three or more face-up cards with the Brave ability in your G-Zone, this unit gets plus 1 crit. Shuffle your deck. That is so many different things happening at once. Um, Wait, wait, so for the first skill... Yeah. Uh, if you have like two face up in G zone, that means your brave ability units get two K, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And cool. then, so, so like, if you do this multiple times, he's getting like thirty K. Um, right, right, right. So that's pretty wacky do. And then the, the other one is you, you get to call more grade twos every time. So uh, they showed this off on the anime where it's Shion versus Tayo, and then Shion just uses this and just you know curb stomps Tayo the second time it goes off. Um, uh, I thought he strode. He went feet. He went feet as first to flip one up. Oh, and I then see. see. Brave Lancer to get a field, and then this again, and flipping it up, so he got plus twenty, and then plus two to the field. Right. Um, so this thing's pretty good. Uh, it now takes up a bunch of space in the Brave deck where Royals didn't really have it before. Um, I don't really know what else to say. It kind of reminds me of Saint Blow a little bit, and. Saint Plo plus Brave Lancer altogether. Um, doesn't require a counterblast though, so that's also pretty good if you're running low. Um, honestly, I haven't really talked to any Brave players about this, so I don't really have a full-on opinion. But looking at it at a glance, it looks nice. I just don't know when you're striding this card. Uh, and like. Who, yeah. Like it, this would eat up so much space where you already have like a bunch of other shit in there. And, you got Ariel. and I don't think it's. Yeah, is it like is it even that much better than Ariel? I don't. I don't. Is I don't, it even better than Ariel? I don't know. No. Well, Ariel's more flexible, I think. But. It also doesn't really fit with Brave's playstyle because a lot of what Brave is about is like abusing multiple attacks in a turn with like Brave Lancer and Slayman and Knight of Twin Sword and whatever. And, like, this thing doesn't help that. It's basically just a giant beater, and you hope your opponent doesn't have a PG. I mean, you get to call twos on attack. And then, if well, you... What? Never mind. It's, its main point, though, is, like, the whole PG or GG thing. Yeah. So, like, Brave Lancer is honestly better because it increases power and gets you an additional two attacks plus deck thinning. 
Yeah, the I question mean, is, is this card better than like? No, I guess Ariel's still better because you have the ac- you have access to um, transcending. Yeah, I know some people are dropping transcending for this, which hmm. I don't know. It, it, it weirds me out a little bit. But well, you kind of need two of these face up in order to, for it to matter. Yeah, so you would have to flip something with like Fides or whatever, and then right. when like usually Fides just kind of flips. Uh, you know, sea breeze. Right. But whatever. It's fine, I guess. I'm sure I'll get curb stomped by this sometime in the future and I'll be like, now I see. Or you'll never see it. <laughs> or I'll never see it, exactly. Because people are just going to be playing uh, Aichi Legend deck. Oh, yeah, true. That early game. Gansel Daddy! What? Gansel Daddy. Oh, Gansel Daddy. Gansel Yeah, I heard. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, it's cool. your turn now. Next so read is, this. Oh, okay. So, um, next is for golds, the Golden Knight of Gleaming Fang, from which this set is named Garmor. So, Garmor is back, too, because that's the card that everybody wanted back. So, it's a stride. The first thing of note is... It's a gold paladin card, but it also counts as a royal paladin. So it is the first dual clan card since BT, the original BT09 with Blaster Blades and Dark Spirit. So that's a thing now. Yeah. So what it does is GB2 once per turn, choose a card from choose any card from drop, trigger or non, put it at the bottom of your deck, reveal the top six cards of your deck, and for each high beast. Choose a card, it gets 4k, and if you chose a total of 4, Garmor gets a crit. So, it gives your field a modest power-up, and crits galore. But, actually, the real reason you use this card is its other ability, which is Counterblast 1, Soulblast 1. If you have a Garmor Heart, check the top 3, call a card, and shuffle your deck. So, the reason why you use this, that ability, is because that... The superior call is not once per turn. So, um, it and Wolfang Liberator Garmore have created a very weird pseudo OTK deck where you use that one card where it's basically grade two Bruno that gets two can on hit unflip, and you just create two massive boards, two massive columns with massive unflip potential, and just generate soul. And just kind of do that. And abuse stand triggers that way. Because you run like six to ten stands or something. That's pretty good. It's a very solitaire deck. I've played against it and you're just kind of sitting there watching them do their thing. So it's not fun to play against it because when it goes off you get smashed. But just boring. But it's hilarious. It's a really hilarious card. So it's it's like the, uh, the Liberator Days of Old, right? Part of Legion, anyway. Yeah, basically. It sounds awesome. I mean, Vanguard's a pretty solitary game, so... But yep. look, it emphasizes that. It's, oh, it's awful. It's like... It, like I, want, I want you to, like... Have, have you played against it, like, online or whatever? No. Okay. I really hate CFA. I think it's a terrible program. It is. It's awful. But there's nothing else, and I have nothing else to do when I get really bored, so... Um, yeah, I played against it. It's awful, and it's going to be even worse IRL when you actually have to deal with them shuffling and not just them clicking a button. Ew. So that's going to be fun. And, yeah, um, it's 
It's fucking hilarious. So, it's not broken, it's probably not going to be meta, but it creates some great shenanigans. I know Richard's pretty happy about it. He is. Yeah. <laughs> is this the person in question that you were uh, saying when you played against it? Ye. Yeah. Um, what else, though? Next is um, the Holy Sword of Heavenly Law, Gurgit. Um, I like it. It's Counterblast 1, uh, Persona Flip, and Discard a Card. It gets two different abilities. One is On Attack, Check Top 7, Call a Card. And for every face-up Gurgit in the G-Zone, all of your units get 2k. So it's a lot like the, the original Persona Flips, like Dream Spinning Asha... Um, Aerial Altmile, Meteo Victor, where it has one thing clan based and one thing, one like there's just some like generic stuff for power ups and superior callie stuff. Um, it's nice. It's like honestly the go to first stride because it's multi attack and you can just chain a lot of that for like four plus attacks a turn. So it's usually just going to be the go to first stride now. Um, it's it's solid. Like there's really nothing bad to say about it. It's like a, it's just an overall solid card. And yeah. going into it twice, it um when everything thanks to its other abilities, when your entire field is gaining six k, can be kind of scary. Next we have uh, Golden Holy Sword Gurgit or Gurgit G, who a lot of people dislike, but I really like. So cool. Um. What it does is it's GB2 Unite. All rear guards get an intercept and can intercept from the back row. Only when the Vanguard is being attacked, though. So, um, that's not amazing. It's like, it's good. It's the Gurgit defense that we've come to accept the playstyle as. Um, it's nice because sometimes you get, you kind of like superior call stuff you don't like. So, um,. It's a nice way to give you stuff you do like. I mean, it's a nice way to like use stuff. If you have like, if you have, if you're like, oh, I don't want to call this because it's a bad call. You can just call it an intercept with it next turn. So that's kind of nice to have. But um, what's really good about it is its stride skill, which is counter blast one, soul blast one. When you stride, check top four, call one, shuffle. But if the card you call has unite, you can check the top card and call it as rest. So basically. It is a one-card Unite, which is amazing. Like, Glorious Raining without having to call anything from hand, good. Um, the new Gurgit without having to call anything, good. Like, it's a great stride skill. I don't... I, I, it, it's great. Um, yeah, I, I really don't like the, the GB2, and honestly, I find it the not-preferred ride like, seven out of ten times. It really depends on the matchup of, like, which one I want to be on. Ezel. Wh what? Ezel. That's the one you want to be on. <laughs> no. Uh, in any case, the... Uh, it's nice to have it... Like, people are like, oh, what about the Soul Blast? I'm like, golds have more soul than they know what to do with. That's fine. So, yeah. Um, any, anything else to say about it, or? No, card's fine. Yeah, good, good for right consistency. So it's, it's, it's decent. Yeah. It's, like, decent in its own right. Yeah. 
Why? Uh, the, there's that, and then also you're never not going to be on a dirt date now. So, hooray. Right. Um, uh, so, your turn. The next card is Great Emperor Dragon Gaia Dynasts. This is the uh, Gaia Stride guy. Uh, you know, Engorge. So Engorge is an auto ability for Tachikaze. Uh, when it attacks, you can choose any number of your rear guards, retire them, and then it becomes engorged until end of turn. Uh, so it has a Generation Break 3 ability. Uh, when the, your rearguard is retired by this unit, you may counterblast one. If you do, call that card to rearguard circle. That unit and this unit get power plus 3,000 until end of turn. And the much more important auto, where you um, flip itself from your, um, from your G-Zone. When this unit becomes engorged, you may pay cost. If you do, choose one of your rearguards. Retire all rear guards in the same column as that unit and counter charge one. So this card is you're mostly going to use it as either a first stride because it's kill it's an easy column kill, and with Gaia's stride skill, the original Gaia, uh, his stride skill you can just call back a whole entire column with his ability, or two front rows depending on your situation. Um, and the GB3 skill will come up much less because you will just be striding Dogma, assuming that the GB3 mattered. Makes sense. Um, and if you're out of Dogmas, well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, in, in terms of the like kill, kill the field thing, because uh, the retire activates at, like when you engorge, and the like Gaia's stride still activates when you engorge, you can put, you know, they both go into standby, so you can like you know, burn the column and then call your shit back, right? Right, right, okay. right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what'll happen is you will retire one. So let's say you have a column on the left and no other field, and you have your Gaia and you have your Vanguard Gaia uh, with Strides Column, the only column you have. So you attack with the column. Your opponent guards or doesn't doesn't fucking matter. And then you attack with your <laughs> Vanguard and gorge, say the front row, right? Yeah. He has now his the Strides Kill from Gaia is now in standby, but you resolve the when this unit becomes engorged first. Because they both gonna have to go into standby at the same time. Gotcha. So then you say, okay, well, this unit became engorged. or you, So you resolve engorged. You resolve when this unit becomes engorged to kill the back row and then blow up the column. And then now you have both of guys' drive skills in standby, call back the column, and you still have your drive checks. Nice. Um, uh, also, the um, because you're choosing your own unit and blowing up the column, this gets around resist. Uh, resist does not protect you. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. So he, he just omnoms and he cannot be stopped. My favorite, so, my favorite thing about this card is that in usually in the anime when someone gets retired, it like either blows up or evaporates into dust or something. But this, it literally just shows him eating stuff. So you like see like a tail poking out of his mouth. Just yeah, you he know. ate a uh, what is that? What is that stupid grade two that Gears plays? History maker. History maker. Yeah. yeah. So you see a history maker like hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Flash. sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Um. So the column thing, it does retire your opponent's column, correct? Yes, of course. It says uh, all rear guards in the same column. Just making sure that, once again, nobody in this community knows how to fucking read. Uh, they definitely don't know how to read. That We already knew that, though. But I just, like, I've had recent experiences that just all but confirm that once more, so. I've seen people read cards that were, I've seen people not even read their own cards, so. Yeah. Same. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's even a fixable problem. I think that's more of a societal problem than a card game 
problem. No, it's a card game fucking problem. <laughs> I, 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 bl- I blame Yu-Gi-Oh players because because like you, I, I don't blame Yu-Gi-Oh players for not reading cards because Yu-Gi-Oh cards like really like, stupid to read. But like these cards are much easier to read than Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Just read them. Um, yeah. Right. So. Great. So th- this thing was like a better. It's like a way better first try than uh, what's it called the. Why can't I remember his name? The indoor. If you endorse three. It doesn't card. matter. Uh, oh yeah. Well, you still play like one grad again because like sometimes first stride he's just so much power they can't really guard it. Oh yeah, forty one. Also, if you have if you have if there's like nothing to kill, you don't want to do guy dynast. So you just yeah, grad against them. So grad again still fine. Uh, yeah. I've won a lot of games first try just off of grad. Not them. My opponent is not not having a PG on grad again. Yeah. You're just like okay because you play aggressive grade two game into grad again your opponent just dies. Nice. Uh. So the next card is a Murakumo card. That's right, that clan exists. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Deity of the Third Realm, Yasui Goma. So this is uh, the second of the Yasui strides. The first one being Yasui Tenma from uh, Character Booster 2. Um, this one has a once per turn where you can G-flip himself uh, and choose up to two face-up cards with Yasui and its card name from your G-Zone and call them to separate rearguard circles. Oh, shit. At end of turn, put all G-Nits on rearguard circles into G-Zone face-up, and if anything ever were to happen to them, they just go back to G-Zone fa- uh, face-up. Like, so if they're locked for some reason, or they're, like, retired, they just go to G-Zone. They don't go anywhere else. Okay. And it also has a Shadow Stitch ability uh, on Vanguard Circle, but it has a Shadow Stitch ability, just period. At the end of the battle that your unit attacked a Vanguard, if that attack did not hit, draw a card, choose a card from your hand, and put it at the bottom of your library. Or deck, sorry. Uh, it's like the same thing. Anyway, uh, this card is um something. It's uh it's a free unit. It's a big unit. Yeah, although 15k is kind of an awkward number. Yeah. Uh, it's like I, I I think this card would be cool if it like you could put it over a rear guard and make that rear guard like add its power to it. That'd so be like if you put cool. it over a 9k rear guard, it'd be like 24. Yeah. And then you have a 7 booster for 31. That'd be neat. Yeah. But no. No, of course not. Yeah. Um, this card is... Yeah, this card is, like, really good, though. Because it matches well with uh, other Shadow Stitch abilities in the set. And because it has a Shadow Stitch ability, it works with the um, previous PG Shuzune. Yeah. Uh, even though it does... Even though the Shadow Stitch ability doesn't work on Rear Guard, it's, the Rear Guard Yasuye Goma still has a Shadow Stitch ability. Regardless of if it's if it's active or not, that's pretty nice. So um, it's pretty it's, it's pretty neato. Yeah, and then of course they're just going to give this mechanic to another clan and make it better, right? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Like they literally just made a straight up better Shibaraku Buster for Royal Paladin because fuck Marcomo. Yeah. Markumo is like every matchup is a bad matchup for Markumo. That's what everyone needs to know. That's sad. Um, let's see, Gabe, your turn again. Cool. So, um, next is Victor G, which is excessive, excessive battler Victor with two X's, as that is very important, and also excessive in its own right. No, it's it's just as bad as. Need as it as it needs to be. It's pretty relevant. Um, so, what it does is rush van or rear. Um, when it stands, all units in the front row gain two k. 
Um, there is no scenario where that is an ability you will use on your Vanguard. As I, we have yet to, aside from Cat Butler, I don't think there are any cards that can stand a different stand, and not vans that stand rears. So that's never a thing that's going to be happening on van. But on rear, it's really nice because if you have two of these every time you do front row plays, your front row is gaining 4K. So that's kind of cool. But um, what it also has is a nifty, handy-dandy little stride skill where, much like the previous victor, it gives your vanguard an ability where it's on attack, you soul blast one, you choose a rear guard with rush, and that entire column stands, which is great because it procs all the rush abilities you want. And also it works with Molyaki, because Molyaki technically gives rush, so a card technically has rush. So that's cool. Well, so this is a, a really cool card. I have a question about rush. So does that proc every time it stands, or is it just when you stood? What, what does rush say? It, rush, uh, it's not... It's, it, it's dependent on the card because some things are every time they stand, others aren't. So it, it is dependent on the card. Like, yeah, um, but most rush abilities I don't think are once per turn. Yeah, most aren't. And but yeah, most. But there, theoretically, there could be a time where it would only proc once. But ever, like, it's it stacks for the most part. Gotcha. I I couldn't really tell if it was like a state, like you're in rush, or if it's like it's still. Or no. It, okay. No. It, so if you read like Sever Temper, yeah. uh, the PR that just came out, it says when this unit stand and... due to the effect of one of your cards, if you have a Vanguard of Victor in its name, this unit gains five K. So it's not once and it's not once per turn. It's just whenever it stands, it does this. It's gotcha. like Brave, gotcha. Or you or or unite or whatever the no, hell. No, you no, no. It's, it's 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 not like unite because unite once you, once you're in uni, once you're in the unite state, you're just always in unite. Well, what, unite is, was a bad one because unite unite's a weird one because unite technically isn't a state. But like, yeah, you only you can only achieve that once. Yeah, and so it, the, the there's no reminder text because the the abilities just tell you when it happens, and it happens just well whenever it stands. Yeah, and it's not once per turn. It's not like it's now rushed like engorges. Yeah, like engorge says this unit becomes engorged. Gotcha. But rush does not have that clause anywhere. Noted. Um. Still, pretty good, and uh, because it, they're you know redundant. The effects. It's not like it's uh, bad, and plus, and plus, didn't Nova, Nova's kind of have a counterblast problem anyway, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. No. Uh, not anymore after this set. This is completely eradicated, and it's fucking amazing. Like <laughs> they just have more counterblast for everything else. Yeah, this is yeah, this is literally the first. I think this is the first time, um, since playing Nova Grappler, where I am not running Claydol Mechanic. Man, it's great. It's been like what five so years. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't run. You didn't run it in BCD because you just couldn't. Yeah. But like ever since Blau, like I started playing with BCD and Blau. So Blau, you had to run it. Um, I, well, okay, I didn't run it in our razors, but razors don't count because razors cancer. So. Um, <laughs> okay. Point is, I don't have to run Claydol anymore, and that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. I like Claydol. I hate it when people use the anime art, though. I like the uh, the original art. Same. It does look more but, clay-like, you know. I, the anime art looks really stupid, I think. It, it's very pudgy, the anime art. He's a chunky boy. <laughs> exactly. 
So um, I got next nervous. is next is still me. There's another card because for some reason, even though they just got a character booster, Neo Nectar and Royal Paladin were also in here. Why 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 are we reading this card? Because I like talking and I like hearing the sound of my own voice. Oh, we know. I like hearing the sound of your voice too, Gabe. Wink, wink. Nudge, <laughs> Thanks. nudge. Thanks, Daddy. Um, so w- next is Governing Flower Princess Selvina. Um, what she does is you can counterblast one and flip up any face, flip up any face down G unit, and for every face up card in the G zone, you can choose a rear guard and they get two K. So it's basically um, that one unnecessary stride Gears got in the original BTO2 that was like the precursor to Time Leap. In that way, yeah, because Fate Rider gave stuff for G's, like gave power for G's on for some reason. But um, its other ability is after you pay the cost for every face-up Selfina, you can choose a card and clone it, and if you called two or more, Selfina gets a crit. So. What's funny about this card is it's basically a staple in any non-Bloom deck. <laughs> like, so, it, it basically, like, like, Bushiro tried to make this, like, oh, this is for the Bloom deck, because you see Tokoha use it twice, mm-hmm. and it just ended up being more useful not there. Well, it's because Bloom, honestly, it's because a lot of... Um, G units for Neo Nectar, while they're not explicitly restricted to Bloom, they basically are because, like, that's the way to maximize it in even a remotely efficient way. But, um, like, this card is just practical because cloning it's it's basically a free plus one to plus three, so um, that's always good no matter what deck you're using because just getting a field for low cost is good. And that's just nice in most decks. And also she gives herself a crit, so she's a pseudo finisher, which is cool. Um, and also Neonector, like a lot of clans, has an issue with non-generic strides. Like um, Glorious Asha, the best finisher in Neonector, is only usable in Asha. Um, so like there's a... Yeah. Like, there's a bit of a finisher issue, and this is a kind of decent one for most builds. So I like her. I'm, pro- I'm probably going to run her at three. I need to relook at my deck list. I think I'm going to run her at three in um, Asha, because if you're running her at less than three, it's pointless because she can't get a crit, so there's no reason to. But I'm, like, I'm running her at least three in all of my decks because she's she's solid. She, like, she's not bad at all. Is there a way to flip her, at, like, outside of her? Or... Yes, um, many, many, many ways. There's uh, Verano, but you'll probably flip Verano herself because Verano also procs of face-up Veranos. Glorious Asha will do it. Um, I Glorious. I thought I had to flip an Asha or something. I don't know. Sorry. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so ba- basically the stride uh, progression would be first stride, dream sprint, spinning, second... Because uh, in, in this deck, you're probably going to only run three dream spinning just because space is very tight in asha so first stride dream spin flip dream spin second stride glorious flip the third dream spin third stride glorious flip selfina fourth stride selfina flip herself and then yeah unless you're just going to be terrible and use the invernal loop like me i mean speaking of i need to get i need to get um 
monkey pod because that's a draw trigger. That's the draw trigger you, you run in that set. So, <laughs> um, so do, do you do you like it or it seems like you're very kind of like meh to whatever. I'm mad with it because I do like it, but it isn't what Neo Nectar needed by any means. When it, what, uh, what deck is going to have time to play this? Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's because, because ba- with some cards, you you think, oh, if I don't have the cost to pay this finisher, I'll play this one. This one, this card's ability cost is the exact is the same as like Glorious Asha. So like you will go into glorious if you have access to her, and games will not last beyond two gloriouses. So like, yeah, like mm. I, I don't know, man. There's, a, it's 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 not bad, but it's just unneeded. Makes sense. In a non-bloom deck, how does this uh, play out? Um, better, much better. Um, musketeers not so much because musketeer like Bloom, have a very good finisher thanks to the new support, and um, Myra's a great card, and Myra is effectively cheaper because it's a Soul Blast versus a Counter Blast, uh-huh. so um, you will go into her a bit less in Musketeers, but it's more effect. I think like I would go into it more in Musketeers than I would in um, Bloom, and what's also nice with this card is um, an issue with Musketeers is because Myra, because um. There are only two Musketeer G units, and Myra's flip a Musketeer. Sometimes there's an issue where you have like a face, where you have like a some face down Musketeer G units that you really can't go into. Like sometimes I will use all of my Cecilia's for whatever reason, and then go into Myra, and then I'm like out of. G- it, it basically sometimes I can get locked out of G units, and they won't be as efficient. So Sophina just makes use of them because it's a generic flip, and the only generic flips that can flip anything are Selfina and Verano, and Selfina is better than Verano, I would argue. Sound reasoning. Um, this is probably going to be the triple R that people pull, and they're like, God, son of a bitch, you know? I think it's going to be that, Luminous Hope, <laughs> and uh, Yasui Goma, because nobody plays Murakuma. Yeah, true. I mean, at least... I mean, Goma's at least important to the deck, so... Oh, no, wait, Garmore. Be... Oh, Garmore. right. I forgot about Garmore. Garmore is going to be the triple R you open and just want to rip it up. <laughs> Very true. But also, then there's Richard, who's going to like his shenanigan deck. But um, honestly, I like Selfina. I do not by any means dislike her, but she just really makes me question why the hell Neo Nectar was in this set to begin with. Like, honestly, they should have just taken Selfina and Luminous Hope out and give another triple R to, like, Tachikaze and Nova Grappler, because Murakumo can't be happy. Poor Murakumo. Um, all right, well, now it's time for the card that I think defines this set, or at least comes close to it. No, this is the only card in the set. The only card in the set. All right, it is time for Belial Owl. Um, Belial. Wait, what? What? Belial. Is it Belial? Yep. We've all been... yeah? We've all been saying Belial out here. Whatever. Um, okay, Belial Owl. Belial Owl. Belial Owl. Ugh. Whatever. It, it's an avian Be- creature of some sort. Um, so it's, The owl part isn't what we were disputing. I know. That's the joke. All right, anyway. Can we just talk about this broken card? And, uh... Yeah. Let's no. get on with it. So it's a crit trader. It's double R. Uh, 4K. So drop zone, GB1, ritual 3. At the end of your turn, if you have a Vandor with Luard, you may put this card on the bottom of your deck. And then 
Uh, when this card is retired from R, for the effect or cost of your card, if you have a Vander with Luar, draw a card. Holy shit, people. Uh, why? Why? Yeah, exactly. So first off, uh, like, Luard already had, like, a, you know, fairly decent recycle engine, but they put back normal units, and now you can put back a trigger. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And then on top of that, the if he dies by something, and because this is a Shadow Paladin, this is going to happen near constantly, uh, he replaces himself. So there are all sorts of crazy combos that are happening right now, uh, not the least of which is the fact that Luard went from being, like, another vehicle to get to Phantom Blaster Diablo to it is now a wall. Hey! What? Um, I did a case split for um, Novograph when I got an SP back. Hey, smart. I got, so, I got two GRs and an SGR, so I'm just like, right, I'm really happy right now. All right, so back to Belly All. Hold on. Yeah. Something relevant to what we're talking so, about. So, wait a second. Like, it's there's there, you don't need to do fancy shenanigans with this card, right? So let, let's do some basic math. Let's say you have... No cards in hand. You have Ritual active, right? Yeah. And you have a Rear Guards laying around, right? Yeah. You stride for free because Luard's stupid. Yeah. And then you say, okay, uh, stride skill. I'm going to retire my thing. Call two into Orgeyser or something. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to call two Belial Owls. I'm going to retire my two Belial Owls, right? And I'm going to draw. Oh, I drew for turn, I guess. So I have one card. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw two cards off Orgeyser. Yeah. Two cards off each Belial level, and then I still have three drive checks. So I go from zero to eight. And you just keep doing this. You just, yeah, and your opponent is going to have to lose more cards because you're just going to have crits constantly. Yeah, and then basically, I don't, sorry, go ahead. Like, I don't think you need to do anything too fancy. You just keep calling it with stride skill and like other effects, like. You just keep drawing cards. You're not going to deck out. Yeah, so you just keep doing that, and then your opponent decks out. Yeah, and you can't run out of PGs because Ezra's is stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then on top of that, like, Shadow's already had kind of a like, pretty good finishing engine. So if you're playing against something like Genesis or anything that just can also keep up with you, you, ha- you still have... Diablo and, you know, Spectral and all that stuff. Yeah, assuming you don't get Wiseman or something, like... Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess we should assume that every Genesis deck at this point is Wiseman. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I mean Genesis I think exists. I mean, it, it exists in the form of Wiseman, but that deck is, I don't think, very good. Well, it's it was it's bad against every top deck is the problem. Yeah, So three. But I'm just saying that, like, if you're playing against something that can, like, fight back against the, like, decking out part. Oh, but Genesis can't keep up with the card advantage. Oh, I was mostly talking about Dreaming Dragon, where it can, like... No, no, but I'm saying, like, you will draw more cards than Genesis will, by a lot. True. So you will eventually... Like, eventually they won't be able to keep a field for Diablo. True. So, yeah, it's it becomes a slow burn, and this is a $30 double R. Double R, I not mean, triple R. This card, single-handed, like, you just change how the deck's built. You don't even play to, like, you don't even play to deal six damage to your opponent. You, you don't to, need to. You play to deck them out? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep your opponent low damage and just keep attacking, with, like, at three damage, just keep attacking with criticals. And eventually they'll die. <laughs> you play, like, two damned or something. And four Orgeyser. And some Diablos. And some spectrals. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe a carnivore or something. Um, like this. This card is like 
pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And like usually these cards that like are retired and you get to draw a card are like pretty whatever. Yeah. But this one has not only do, so crits recycle like triggers recycle themselves is fine. But if the trigger doesn't do anything in your deck, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of the recycling stand triggers, like for decks that where stands are just bad, they don't do anything. Like you're just playing like a vanilla trigger. You're just putting a vanilla trigger back in your deck, which is not very good. But this is a critical trigger, yeah. which is already absurd. And you people already want to be running lots of crits because crits are good. Crits are the best trigger. Crits always do what you need them to do. True. Not on your opponent's turn. That's not the point. <laughs> um. They can. Oh wait, what the fuck? No, I'm stupid. Back on this is actually this is relevant. Um, I lied. Apparently, it isn't four victors. It's three victors and the fucking G guard. Oh yeah. Oh wow. What? Rest in peace. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm ripping in pieces right now. I wish I got the fucking crit. Like Jesus, I'm just <laughs> rip me. What a shame. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm also just the other reason why I'm salty is because I outside of the SP back, I pulled an SP one of that card anyways. So, I have the best part is, is my double R breakdown. I got three of each Blau card and eight copies of that G guard in my case. Uh-huh. That's really so now cool. I have ten copies of one G guard, two of which are SP. I That's... think I found my new avatar, <laughs> right. the G guard. Um. So now that we're done talking about the set, because we talked about Blau, yeah, fair enough. What? So how are your, your guys' dives? Why don't we why don't we talk about some side notes, like Night of Daylight Canarius? All right. Oh uh, yes, Kenny Schmidt. Um, I oh, like it. So much text. Uh, I'm a fan of this. It's um, unite if you have a Gurgi Vanguard 4K. Um, and on call, discard a card, check top three, call a card. I like it because, honestly, it kind of replaces Paramore because Paramore was Unite, gain 2k, and on-call, counterbus one, check up three, call to the same column. Um, this is bigger power. It is call anywhere else, so you could it basically procs your an, another attack. So with Holy Logurgit and Canarius, if you get it, um, you can do five attacks minimum, which is really which is cool. So I like Canarius. Also, um, 4k off its ability, 13, 2k from Holy Law, 15, 7k booster, it's a 22k. So, uh, 24, because, uh, uh Gurgit Field. Because it gives 2k oh, right. Field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like, I, Richard expressed concern about this card because he's like, you have to discard and you have to discard for, uh, Heavenly Gurgit. And Very fair. I'm in, I'm inclined to agree with him at least at a glance, but I haven't tried this yet, so who knows? I may like it. Um, so he, he he does have a fair point because I've played with and against it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it does create a very nice stri- um first stride, and also um, one of the issue with unite was sometimes you have the call stuff from your hand just to proc unite, and because the new Gurgit is instant unite, you can conserve your hand for discard cost or bring it back with like Jeffrey. True. Um, I I think this is nice because it's redundant with Paramore, so now you can just run, you know, this and Paramore. Like, Paramore's not, like, at three or four, it's two at most. But it's just nice that you have, you know, double the options. Um, 
Also, the Unite skill makes it so if you have it with a, basically any booster... Because the Unite skill isn't GB, so you can like have a 20k column or a seven or an 18k column on grade 2 if you need to. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, I've done that before where I've called Paramours just to get like attacks off early game. And then, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not really much else to say about it. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, next is Holy Mage Alisa, which is Bushiroad's third attempt at a Unite Sentinel. So, Quintet, I just love how there's the, the Quintet wall, there was, there was the, the other BG, okay, gotcha. and yeah. then there's this. Yeah. So every set that um, Gold's got support since Unite existed, they have gotten a Sentinel because Bushiroad just can't get it right. But I do like this one. So it's standard PG text, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's a Unite ability is choose a rear, put it to the bottom of the deck. When it's placed on guard, you can um, give herself, for, by the cost, 15k shield, which is cool because if you're on the original Gurgit and you superior call it from its GB2, you can just use that ability for the 15k, which is neato. I mean, also, if you call it via GB2, you can, you can still dip the perfect guard because it didn't save from a hand. So... That's pretty uh, nice. Which, oh, it does. It Holy shit, that's busted. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. It's pretty nice. Um, and then Gurgit's got like a pretty good unflip engine anyway, so. Also, I don't, I might be wrong about this because I, because I don't know how to read, but um, it says what it's cost is when it's placed on guard circle that may or may not count intercepting if you call it behind loft, the uh, Goldie Gurgit. Things are still placed on the intercept. Cool. So, yeah, if you um, check top and call this card, you can intercept with it next turn for that 15k or a free perfect guard, which is why new Gurgit isn't bad. Yeah, you yeah. can just do that, which is cool. That's true. Uh, um, yeah, that's it for gold, double R's, and now Matt is going to be talking for a very long time. All right, <laughs> hold on. Let me get the actual names of these cards because it's, <laughs> already, it's, it's very wrong. Here All right. Go. So the first is Cliff Authority Retainer Blockade Ganga. That's really uh, wrong. So this is uh, the 10k Tachiji guard. So auto, when this unit is placed on Guardian Circle, you can choose one of your regards and retire it. If you do get plus 1,000 shield, and, and you choose two of your regards until end of turn, they get red text. When this unit is retired, return this card to hand. So what you think about this is that... Uh, it's uh, Well, first you need to understand how retiring of cards works. So it gives the unit the skill when it's retired, and this skill is not restricted to regards. Meaning... Uh, you can intercept with this unit, and then at the end of the battle, uh, the way guarding in this game works is at the end of each battle, all guardians are retired. Meaning that if you intercept with the units given this ability, uh, they get they'll, they'll go back to your hand. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, the same for units being attacked, etc., etc., etc. So one issue with this card is uh, Tachikaze doesn't have like multiple front row regards a lot of the time, especially post second stride because yeah. of dogma. Um, but I think in and uh, one of the more like in like ancient dragons or something, uh, like this can be a very good first two guard because you, uh, very often you'll have a front row full of stuff. True. And then, yeah. Pl plus, if you like want to play different stuff, you can like just kind of get a redo out of it instead of having to call over things or you know intercept it out of the way. I don't know. It 
it's a situation you can do. Um, I, I do like, I don't know, I, I just like it. <laughs> Plus it's funny looking, so that's cool. Um, yeah, it's it, it it's 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 okay. It's it's not as good as like uh, as it looks like when you first read it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's pretty easy to proc. It's not like it's uh, you know, the the Aquaforce Street Guard. <sighs> Screw that thing so hard. Um, Lamau. Yeah. Okay. So this this card this card's fine. And now it's time and then there's um the semantic argument of the century. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let me make sure I get the proper name for all these cards. Frenzy Emperor Dragon Gaia Desperado. Uh, this is the Gaia G. And this card basically sucks. But Matt, uh, it says Gaia Death Parade on the wiki. Uh, Death Parade is a stupid uh, is a stupid name. And I try and it's clearly not so if you read the katakana, it says Gaia Desuparado. Alright. So, so it's Gaia para Desperado. Para Parado, right? Parade would be paredo. Yeah. But um, Leviosa. Uh, people, people on the wiki uh, are actually retarded. I tried to change it and I got threatened with a ban. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> because it was vandalism, or something. But but I mean, the wiki is not about being correct; it's about being first. Oh. So, like, it doesn't matter. That's how actually long so it is. true. As, as long as you're the, as long as you're the first one to write it down, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how wrong it is. Um, wait, actually, curiosity, Matt. What's your your um you are what's your handle on the Wikia? Wiggums. Oh, I never see you post then. Oh no, I hate the Wikia. I hate I hate Wikia as a website. Wikia is a terrible website. Fair. Like, as a whole. Uh, it's terrible for infinitely many reasons, and I'm not I'm not gonna sit here to discuss that. Like the the website is badly designed, just like I, like from a base standpoint, like without even going to any of this clan, uh, the specific wikis, like the, car, the, 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 the websites are terrible. Man, can we, that be the next podcast discussion? Why wikia sucks? Man, we we we, uh, we pulled out the big guns. I don't want to have like a five hour podcast, so I'd rather not. Oof. Fair, you're right. So I so this um this has engorge. It has generation break two. If it's engorge, it gets power plus five thousand. Then if it's a, if it's your vanguard, it gets a crit. That's fine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And then it has this Vanguard stride skill that when you're Vanguard with the Engorge ability, uh, or choose you. So if you stride into an Engorge Vanguard, you give it that when this unit becomes Engorge, you counter blast when I draw a card. But this card is actually terrible. Like, you never want to ever ride this card. You are only playing it because it has Gaia in the name. That's literally it. This card is awful. You will want to, you'll want to play the old Gaia and ride the old Gaia 100% of games. Why is this thing even like so terrible compared to his original counterpart? Uh, I don't know because Old Gaia was so good. Like Old Gaia has one of the best stride skills in the game, and they were like, "Oh, well, how do we make a different stride skill? Uh, we, oh, let's, you can draw a card, I guess. Whatever." I, I've heard like, what. One of the biggest reasons why the Old Gaia is better is in terms of stride skill. It's for the exact same cost. The original stride skill. Um, Gives you a plus two effectively when you kill two and bring two back. This is only a plus one that can only proc once because you can only be engorged one time. Hold on, it's a plus two that also gives you an extra attack. That too. Like, it's not even close. Or two extra attacks at maximum because you can. You know. So it's a plus two to you and a neg two to your opponent. Yeah. 
It's um, like it's actually absurd. Like, I've, sorry, this this card is terrible. This card is this card is straight terrible. Like I've, you'll I've, play it because you have to. I've heard some people say they're like, oh, you use this into Link Joker. I'm like, for what? Oh, it locked my front row. I got to draw cards. I guess. So against uh. Freeze Ray, your goal is to rush them. Yeah. Like, you want to push them to high levels of damage as early as humanly possible. And this is not like. And once they're at five, they'll have to ride off Freeze Ray because Freeze Ray does literally nothing at five damage. True. Um, against Chaos, that matchup is just really awful. So I don't, I don't know how you. Uh... Nokia clone for Freeze Ray when. <laughs> yeah, um... I, don't, I don't like. I I don't think it's gonna help as much as people think it will. Like you're basically still losing stuff for. Like it also makes your triggers really bad. Because like you like if you want to keep your front row clear to like give attacks, then you're still wasting triggers. So I don't I don't know. Like this this just doesn't feel great. Um, let's see. Next thing. Okay, this is slightly less. Uh, you know, bad. Oh yeah. So there's conflagration dragon king and flame. Conflagration. It's a great two. It's a great two double R. Whatever. <laughs> so great two double R has engorge. If you do not have any other vanguards with guy in their name or engorge units, this unit cannot attack a vanguard. And then GB one, it gets one one, it gets plus five K for each of your other engorge units. So this card is generally post stride going to be a sixteen K rear guard almost all the time. This is a eleven K, right? Yeah, so it's eleven K grade two. So the real question is, how good will this card be at grade two? Um, and I don't know. Like, I do think you want to play this card because it's, I think it's very strong. Like, it's an insanely strong card post-stride. Uh, and it can be a good ride depending on the rest of your draw. Like, its downside could just not matter at all. Like, that's the point. Like, you, but, but then there is, uh, there is a percentage of games where you can just not attack with your Vanguard at grade 2. Yeah. And I don't accurately know that percentage. Or you have to attack a rear guard assuming they put one. Yeah, but if they don't have a rear guard or anything, then it's kind of like, I don't know. So, yeah, pretty much that. This seems Cart, like card seems fine though. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a tech or something. Yeah. Um, let's see. In the murder. So there's this Yaki card, but I'm not gonna read it. Really? Not at all. It calls a bunch of it calls it, it calls a bunch of Yaki's and they can attack from the back row. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Cool. Plus, it looks kind of nice. It's got a sword in his mouth and shit. What the hell is Yaki supposed to do? It seems just worse than Tenma in every way. Like, you call like you're you're like you like counter plus one, slow plus one, discard a card, call five Yaki's, and then they if you have GB three, they can attack from the back row, and then they then turn they go to the bottom of your deck, right? Yeah. So I guess this is like you just do it and then hope they don't. Have a way to increase their vanguard's power at all, or take it, or take trigger, or, yeah, or anything, and like, I don't know. Okay, move on then. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel great. He's over it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't want to read this card. Fair enough. So now, more important cards to read. So was it Stealth Rogue of the Trial? Yasuie. This is the Yasuie G. Uh, this card is pretty freaking sweet, actually. I think it just... The the general 
consensus is that this just replaces the old Yasuie, and you just don't play a deck based on cloning in threes, and you just stride Goma and Shibaraku Buster a lot. Makes sense. So wait, so he has wait, so he has a couple. Wait. He has a what? Okay, I was gonna say, do you take the old Yasuie out, or are you just this is your main ride now? Right now, I t- I don't have the old Yasuie in my deck. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. Continue. So he has a Shadow Stitch ability on Vanguard and Rearguard Circle that at the end of this attack to Vanguard, if the attack did not hit, draw a card, then choose a card from your hand and put it on bottom of your deck. Nice. This should seem familiar to, to the listeners, Shadow as it's Stitch. the exact same Shadow Stitch that Goma gets. And he has a Stride skill on Stride, Counterblast 1, choose one of your units, so this is not a uh, Rearguard this time, choose okay. one of your units, uh, search your deck for a copy of it, call it to R, and then... Um, it gives it the shadow stitch ability at the end of the at the end of the battle this that this unit attacked the vanguard if the attack did not hit return this unit to hand, so you can do some cool shit where you're like all right I'm gonna attack with my rearguard Yasuie, my opponent like and you can like you know like attack for eleven right and your opponent like either your opponent takes you know an eleven k attack which feels really bad, or you're just like okay they guard it and you're like all right I'm gonna bounce my Yasuie to hand, I have two I have two drop and this is like ongoing must say, so I draw a card. Put the Yasuie, I bounce to my hand at the bottom of my deck, draw another card, put another card at the bottom of my deck. That's cool. So if the attack doesn't hit, it's just a plus one. That's really With cool. some card filtering. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a little stronger than a plus one because of those. Yeah. Um, so, so what do you do? use your other grade three aside from this thing? Uh, I use Arogoto Spark. From the character booster. Gotcha. I love that card. It I looks play, really I nice. I around with Murakuma for like a week. It's a great card. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think this card is very good. Like, I've had a lot of good good games with this card. So, I like it a lot. It's good. Um, the other card of note is... Um, what is it? What is the name of these things? It's just, I'm sure it's a stealth something of some... Stealth Rogue of NVEQ. So this card is uh, has a GB1 Shadow Stitch. At the end of the battle, this unit, unit attacked a Vanguard. If the attack did not hit, um, you can choose one of your units, give it 2k, and then it gains uh, the ability to attack from the back row. So this makes it so that it opens up a couple extra spots on your um, on your field. Like usually, what happens is you have if if your Fugan is somehow still alive by the time you're like 10 million your opponent, uh, it'll be in like one of the back corners. And then for and then behind Vanguard, you usually just don't put anything. But now this gives you the ability to put anything behind Vanguard and still give it the ability to attack from the back row and still get and get extra attacks out of it, like from either from like a dual weapon or some other weird card you might throw back there, or maybe a yeah something like that, that can't already attack from the back row. So yeah, this card seems pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Oh, it also has an on play, uh, on play from anywhere. It gains two K for every Yasuie. So if you clone a Yasuie and you have two of them, and then you call this guy, he's a thirteen. But that doesn't really matter because you're not playing AK boosters. Sounds fine. So wh- where do you think the Murakumo deck stands now? The Murakumo deck is still pretty bad, like <laughs> comparatively speaking. Like it's yeah. still like it's still. Uh, so I'm, I'm going I'm to define these tiers very vaguely. So tier one is, is like decks you should be playing in tournaments. Uh, examples, Night Rose Gears. 
Yeah. Um, maybe like Blast a couple Trinity. others. Yeah, maybe like maybe yeah, exactly those three probably. Yeah. And then there's like a uh, tier two, which is like vaguely playable stuff that you probably shouldn't be playing. And this has a lot of decks in it, but I mean, and they and they vary really well. They vary, they they vary wildly in power level. But yeah. the idea is you should still shouldn't be playing them in tournaments, but people do anyway. Yeah. So this has stuff like like Vanquisher and shit. Like, you shouldn't be playing this, but it's like vaguely playable. Okay. And kind of Angel Feather and Link Joker fall here too. Um, so like I said, big range. And then there's tier three, which um, I'm going to simplify as unplayable garbage. Okay. And uh, this is stu- you know this is stuff like OTT and Murakumo. That's sad. <laughs> like it, it, it sucks to like uh, like unplayable garbage decks can win games, but that's just Vanguard. Yeah, I mean, part of it seems like it, it, just Murakumo has so much fragility to it, where you can just fuck it up really really easily. Yeah, mistakes in Murakumo are incredibly punishing. Yeah. Murakumo like, every mistake you make funny. is just like, well, I've lost. Yeah. Like, oh, I put down, I put a card on the bottom of my deck that didn't that I did that I shouldn't have. Oh, I'm, I can't win it. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, this, this, this game is how many yellow cards do you flip over? <laughs> That's... My turn now. Yes. Oh, oh, this is where it gets good. Cool. <laughs> um, so, we have um, antagonist of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's Blaukluger. Yeah. So, zone, Bla- zone Blaukluger, for anybody that doesn't get that reference. So, um, this is a pretty lit card. It's um, on attack, counterblast one, if you have a Blau heart, search your deck for a grade three Blau, add it to your hand. So it's a free plus one. It's a plus one, which is always good in Nova Grappler, because Nova Grappler doesn't really do that. And it's an ultimate break, which we haven't seen for a good while. Limit break five. At the end of the battle um, that it attacked, discard three, put itself in the G zone, and ride a grade three from your hand. So basically... Break ride, it's just making your break ride combo more consistently, more consistent, which is cool as hell. Um, my issue with it is its ultimate break. So if you drive check a heal trigger, you're fucked. Like, I'm low key considering running two to zero heals in this deck, just so that won't happen. But like, yeah, that's a thing. But you know. Other than that, it's cool. It has a dinky little arm. Like, it's weird. Its proportions scare me. I think the Gatling gun it's holding is bigger than the entirety of its body. <laughs> Wait, so it's got, like, one decently sized arm and one of them is, like, really small? Or No, they're both dinky. The, you you uh, see that giant light? Oh! That's a gun. Oh, my God. If there's, yeah. if there's anything that Zona... Uh, that Zona taught me, it's that I hate Ultimate Break. Yes. Same. If, it's, if there's anything that um, Galaxy taught me, it's that I hate Limit Break. But we had nothing else left, so I had to deal with it. So, I know what to do. In the back corners, you put Dark Elemental Doxic on one side, and then the Limit... Doxic doesn't work with this card. Oh, it doesn't? Doxic is an act, is act get rid of Ultimate Break. It doesn't gain up oh. Ultimate Break. Oh, I thought it was. Trust me, I thought of that. Oh, I thought it was continuous. Never mind. Nope. Shame. I wish it. I wish it was. 
But um, no, yeah, Doxic is act once per turn, choose your Vanguard's LB5, it becomes LB4. And it doesn't gain LB4 until battle, LB5 until battle phase. But then if Sona's entire thing was LB5, then it would be a terrible first stride because you're not going to be at five damage first stride. True that. So, but like overall, I think that would still probably be better because first stride go into Victor or something, I don't know. Second stride go into zone because it'll be at five. Then you can counterblast one, get your search off, and then gain a non-restricted um, red text, which would have been for the better. But um, Blau was already meta. They couldn't go back to that, unfortunately. Cool. So Zone is a fun card. Next is this G new G-Guard, which is Novograph for second one, that I apparently have ten of now. <laughs> yeah. Two of which are SP. Aw, uh, yeah. So both of which are going to be sold because it's $15 and the normal one is $1. So, like, why would I keep them? Profit. Um, basically, so it's actually, it's it's pretty decent, not going to lie. So it's um, it has two abilities when you guard with it. The first is if you have no face-up damage, you can counter charge two and gain five shield. And if you have no soul, you can soul charge two and gain five shield. The second ability will almost never, ever be used, as you will never run out of soul. I may have used it one time since I've been practicing with this deck. The first ability I really like because it actually, like, tells you, hey, man, use all the counterblasts you want first stride. I got you. So, you know, first stride Victoplasma, countercharge with Unior, then go into favorite champ, you have all the face-up damage you need, and four cards in the G-Zone. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I've been borrowing my roommate's... Uh you know, Victor deck, and this, this thing is great, and also, I think it's part of the reason that people aren't playing Claydol anymore, because... Honestly, not really. Really? It helps you, it helps you when you don't run Claydol, but honestly, just because the stride skill doesn't cost you a counterblast, that's honestly good enough. Oh. That, and also, favorite champ is, um, self-countercharging, so... Your usual first stride is Victor, which doesn't counterblast. Your second one would either be Victoplasma or Favorite Champ. Victoplasma is counter counterblast two. Favorite Champ is two, but because it's self reg it's self regulating, it's effectively a net counterblast one. So yeah. Uniwork definitely helps, but it's honestly not the entire reason why you don't need to run Claydol. Like if, if without Unior, I would still probably cap Claydol two at best. That makes sense. Um, I think it's funny that, like, the, the way for it to get, like, 10k shield probably doesn't happen. So, like, do you guys, are you, uh, do you guys still run Sprue for that reason? Yes. For the 10k shield? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, that's why, because it doesn't gain the 10k, also, 8 draw Nova Grappler, you'll have the draw trigger to discard. It's also, <laughs> also part, it's, it's also part of why I still run Blue Prison, which is why I don't really love Unior. Because it's very possible that neither of its like things will be met, so like it's easier to get the five k from Blue Prison. Gotcha. How does it look? How does it look as an SP? Um, I sent you the picture. You can check. I mean, it's pretty, um, it's all like there's a bunch of glare and stuff, so it's kind of hard to see. I, mean, I don't have the case split yet, so I I can I can only tell from the picture too. True. It Fair looks decent. That's good. 
But yeah, uh, again, I'm going to sell it because why would, why would I keep it? That's fair. Um, next is the reason why Mond was probably not reprinted because Mond is German for moon. So the next logical progression is full moon Blaukugger or Volmond. So um, it's Mond is better. That is all I'm going to say. But um, what it does is when it's break ride when a Blau unit rides. So it is the first subclan restricted break ride ever. Two years after break ride ended? Question mark. Yeah. Um. So subclan restricted break ride. When you break ride counterblast one, your vanguard gets 10k and the ability when it attacks. If you have um three or more standing Blau units, so basically if you haven't attacked with anything else or they're restood during the battle, if you have three or more standing, your opponent cannot guard with sentinels. Um, wow. Yeah, my question is just why isn't it grade one or higher in general? Because your column is going to be 28. Without triggers, the highest it could possibly be is um, 30. 338 so i'm just like why isn't it just grade ones and above as a whole like that's all i ask also like because it because it's like that it doesn't really um help you maximize your uh restandy plays with uh galaxy because the original Mond is still the better break ride because you can go Sone, Superior Break Ride, Rear, Rear, Galaxy Break Ride, Stand Your Rears, Rear, Rear, if something hit Galaxy Restand, so you can get nine attacks. With this, um, your attacks aren't really increasing unless you hit off the Volmond. So, like, at best, I would run in at one. At absolute best. That's fair. Um... It also has another weird ability, which is whenever a rear um, hits, you can Soul Blast a Blau to counter charge. Which is just like... Why? That's, ne- that's just an ability that's just never gonna fucking happen. Maybe you want to proc Unior Soul thing better. I don't know. But, but my point... You, I mean, I, th- I feel like theoretically you could pay... Yeah, you could pay the cost if it hits and just soul blast to soul blast. That's the thing you can do. True. But just like it's unnecessary as a card. Mond is better. Um, I'm I'm workshopping two deck lists. One of them uses one. One of them uses zero. So that's about as what its usefulness is. Nice. Just if you're building Blau Spring for the original. I like the um, it's very cool. Oh, no, it's cool. I really like its art, which is why I'm sad that it's so adequate. Adequate. And um, Neos don't have any double R's, so that's it for foils. Yep, and now it's time for our favorite part where we go and look at the commons and rares that we think, you know, are worth mentioning. Uh, Matt, do you want to go first? No, I don't really have anything. You have nothing? That's not really anything interesting. Okay, fair. Oh, there, there's like a grade one Tajikaze unit that you can you can use the G guard to engorge in your opponent's turn, but it's not that great. Yeah, I I I had that all queued up in case you didn't do it. Um, Gabe, what about you? Anything? Uh, 
Honestly, not no. really either. Neo Nectar got Bug trash yeah. for double R and for rare and common. The most interesting thing I could say it for Nova's is Uranus Blaukluger. That's like the most interesting thing I could say, which is when you ride a Blau, when you when you place a Blau on Van by riding or striding on top of a grade three. So if basically if you break ride, re-ride a grade three or stride a Blau unit, um Uranus himself gains five K, he's a grade one, so he'd be fourteen. And the ability when the van hits counterblast one, um stand itself. And get five K, right? Isn't no, it already gains it already gains five K when you place it. Gotcha. Okay. It gets five K and restandy red text. So gotcha. like it's decent. So it's like, like, that's the most interesting thing I could really talk about. It's like Mars, right? It's Mars, yeah. But um, the fi- it's basically Mars, except the five... It's better than Mars, because while Mars, you can do pre-grade three, Uranus gets the 5K guaranteed. True. Because Mars only gains the 5K after it restands from its own ability. I know what uh, people like to do is you ride regular Black Luger with... Uh, what's the starter's name again? Morganrod? Morganrod. So, like, you attack with It's Mars. a three-year-old combo, Atlas. Everybody know. knows what it is. I mean, not everybody who listens to the podcast has been around for three years here. Well, then, it's not It's not going to be something relevant for them. It's fine. Fair enough. It's okay. also just ba- it's, it's basic Vanguard timing progression. Like, they would have had to have been playing the game for, like, literally a day to not understand that ti- how timing in the game works. Because it doesn't exist. It's not so much for the timing. Just like, oh, cool, this is something you can do. Um, it's because it's a lack of timing. Eh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I have a few that um, I thought are interesting. I don't know if they're necessarily good. Uh, one of the trail elementals we got in this set is Heat Elemental, Elemental Bovo, which, God, that's a dumb name. But it's a 9K... Grade 2, GB1, when it's placed on rare from your hand, if the number of cards in your damage zone is 3 or less, counter charge, soul charge, and then you take a damage. It doesn't say put the top card in the damage zone, it's deal 1 damage. So I think for, you know, decks with resource problems, this would, this would be kind of fun to screw around with. Um, I don't think it's very good necessarily, but I still think it's interesting. Maybe Angel Feather or something like that? No. No? Okay. Because Angel Feather already does that thing without having to actually gain damage. We just break even with it. Yeah, but I still... That is a shh. I, I it don't sucks. know. I just think it's interesting. Um, it's just a shit version of Rescue. If you say so. Now, uh, next thing is a Golden Dragon Build Peep Dragon. So this is a stride for golds. Unite uh, when it's put into your G-Zone from Vanguard Countercharge Soul Charge. And then it also gets uh, plus 3k for each of your rear guards. So sometimes in gold paladins, you have nothing to do. Like, I don't want to really call anything or else I'm going to deck out or that kind of thing. So, like, this is perfect for that, especially because there's, like, one or two slots in gold paladin that are just kind of free for stuff. So this is probably going to go in my build. I like it. It's just for you guys. That's yeah. basically what it is. It's for any days without making you deck out as quickly. Yay. Um... Let's see. Explorer of Good News. It's a draw trigger. I just like the name. Moving on. Um, all right. Uh, Savage Mystique. So first off, she killed uh, Binoculus Tiger and put his face on her head, which makes me sad. 
But she's a grade 1 7k for Tachi's uh, GB1 once per turn. When your other rear guard is retired for the effect or cost of your card, you may bind that card face up. And then GB1, put it into your soul at the beginning of the dark step of the battle that your vanguard was attacked. You may pay the cost if you do. Choose a card from your bind zone and call it to guard circle. Um, I don't know why this just piques my interest. I don't necessarily... No one's going to play this card. No one's going to play this card. Why? Cause Nobody. Because you, you have stride fodder and PG's... And, and you're, if you're playing I, Ancient Dragons, you're playing Noto Tank and Iguana Gorgon. If you're playing Guy, you have Freezer Nix and some amount of Savage Heroines. Yeah. Why the like, hell isn't Savage a subclan yet? I don't know. It uh, should be. Please no. They look awesome. Because all the Savage card, like most of the Savage cards, are like unplayable. Yeah, true. So let's not do that. I just. Like I mean, look, though. it's pretty close. Yeah. Well, that is very very true, but also they make archetypes out of random shit. For example, honorary professor sure. was unplayable, and then they gave it shit. I mean, it was. Un- make seven... I still don't think that deck's very good, but yeah. Yeah. They could make it good with some with appropriate fires collection stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. They'll, it, they'll figure G- it out. GB eight, draw twenty cards. If if they had something to do after that one turn, it would be nice. But otherwise, there's nothing to do. Um. All right. So this is the thing Matt mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, full fire elk. Uh, it says, when this unit is retired from rear guard, choose one of your units with the Endorge ability. If that unit is not Endorge, you may have that unit become Endorge till the end of the turn. So, uh, to, so to clarify, uh, if you use Blockade Ganga and, and use this as the cost, you can pick your Vanguard. And then uh, your Vanguard, if, it's, if you're a GB2, guy is going to become a 16k base. So pretty cool. Um, another thing is the... I, I love the flavor text. A starving dragon is far more dangerous than auto cannons, and it's a high beast, so it's not even a dragon. Just, uh, just brilliant. Um, I feel like if you're gonna play this at all, it's a one of, um, and it doesn't seem like it has a use outside of the defensive aspect, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know enough about Gaia to say anything, but sure. Fair enough. It seems like this set on the whole is, uh, like, like th- there aren't really, there's no broken commons or anything, or rares that are going to be making waves. It's just all about uh, Belial Owl, Belial Owl, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, Belial Owl. Belial Owl is basically the only card in the set that, like, is going to have a huge, huge impact. Like, it makes Luard, like, from, like, vaguely playable to bad to good. Yeah, and then Gurgit's got, like, a decent boost, too. Um, and then, sure, but I don't think it, like, changes the deck, like, in a huge way. Yeah, and then it seems the like... the deck's just, still, like, mostly the same. Yeah, and then it seems like Gaia just gets a better first stride option, but that's about it. Um, wh- how do you think this affects the metagame on the whole, this set? Luard's now a thing. Yep. And people argue that was a thing before when people are playing like three drag drivers and acting like it's a good card. No. Wait, wait, wait I, I zoned out. What happened? How are people being stupid this time? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're playing drag driver Luard and anything. What, what, we were there. saying like how Luard's now a thing. But the best part is it's like Luard's a thing in a fashion that Bushiro clearly did not intend for it to be. I mean, they printed this card. Yeah. But I don't think they intended for people to just kind of spam it over and over to draw cards and, you know. I think they definitely draw a card on a recyclable trigger. What did you expect to happen? I don't know. Well, I'm I'm not saying they were wrong for doing this. I'm just saying they probably just didn't intend for this to happen. 
So. They definitely did. Um, unless they literally have zero, like, testing team to, pr- like, put, play, play around with it before, like, they print stuff. Like, there's no way that they didn't intend for it to exist the way it did. Because how else would it... What other possible way could it be used? I don't know. Maybe they were thinking, oh, it, it, it'll, like, oh, it'll put itself back and maybe they'll draw a card sometimes. <laughs> Stop. Straw man argument very clearly. Um... I don't know. We'll we'll have to see in the coming months what this does overall. If it's going to be like frustratingly hard to, you know, get around Luard. I mean, it is topping in the OCG, so the answer is probably. Yeah. Um, who knows though? We'll, we'll see how it because like you know, there's like a cultural difference between the OCG and TCG. Case in point, TikTok worker for some reason not kind of like getting into our like. Nobody playing TikTok until like what a year, year and a half later, six months later. But but at the same time, that's because nobody realized the only reason why people realized it in English was because we didn't get it to like after they did. So they had we had like more time to realize it because we had less time with it. Well, no, it wasn't so much that it was just like people were still using Drawn as their starter, and then whatever, moving on. Um. So yeah. Uh. Oh, another announcement before we close out the episode. Uh, first off, whoever, whatever, whoever listener it was out there who sent uh, Gabe an SP Cornflower Maiden Inez for doing such a great job, thank you. Uh, Wait, actually, um, it hasn't. Can we like erase this part because it hasn't come in yet? And I don't like. I appreciate the gesture because you wanted to, but I don't want to like. Do the one hundred percent thank yous until everything's on the up and up. Gotcha. Okay. Because I haven't. So just like remember to like erase this bit. Because yeah. like I do hella appreciate that he even offered. I just want to like make sure that everything like works out because it's hella cool. And yeah, as like thanks, man. You're the real homie. Yeah. And to all the people on Reddit that are listening to this, you can go fuck yourselves. I don't care about you people at all. Wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna erase that part too, just FYI. Uh, Please don't. <laughs> that's that's for me. Keep that for me. Whatever. And then the the, the other announcement or uh, another announcement we had was uh, somebody on Patreon. Uh, yeah, Nexus Core is a Patreon. Go check it out. Um, Give us money. We're poor. Yeah. So and suffering art students. So if you um, donate enough money, how much was it? Five bucks. So if you donate five bucks, you can choose your own podcast topic. Now, that's not to say that we're going to use it verbatim, uh, but we'll try our best to accommodate it. Also, if you suggest a topic that we've already done, we're not going to do that either because you can just go back and listen to the old one. Um, but Unless it's changed, like, a lot. Like, unless some, like, massive upheaval comes in. Yeah. Um, I, I know at some point we're going to have to do Shadow Paladin again just because it's been, like very different than when we did the clan analysis the first time. And That's true. What I, yeah. what I was thinking about was, like, Kagero and Genesis, because they're gaining new, like, Luard-style treatment with the new random stuff, so, yeah. like... Well, it, w- that's what, yeah. That's what um, the, that was the first thing that came to mind for me. Yeah. I, I might just, like, cram that all into one episode, where you just do clan analysis addendums, and then you just, you know... Fair. We'll see. Anyway. Clan um, re-reviews. Yeah, exactly. In any... It's, um, in any case, uh, wait. What's what's the one? What podcast did he request for the five dollars? Uh, you were the one who were who was looking on the Patreon, so you tell You're, me. But I mean, 
you were the one that was talking about it, and it, we don't list. It, there's no like message board. So the one that was requested was um uh what the hell was it? Um, <laughs> expensive clan like ex- very pricey clans, and what reasons they might be that. So, so is it just hype? Is it because they're actually good? Um, yeah. So yeah. that'll be the next the one for next week. And five dollars is getting to plan your is to design your own. But if you donate ten dollars, you get no wait. Is it? Yeah. Um, um, if you donate fifteen, I was looking at the wrong one. You get to join us. So if you go to Siftinos, you can do this podcast with us and give the internet your own opinions and platform to speak on. That is precious. Now, uh, so yeah, we we, uh, we we thank you guys for listening and for donating, and uh, we'll see you next time. I was Atlas. I'm at. I'm hungry. <laughs> you had oh, a hungry. salad. I'm not. That's not I'm a, not a fucking rabbit. Fair enough. You're skinny oh, you like were. a rabbit. We'll we'll see you next time. <laughs>take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard uh you can find us on soundcloud or on your podcast app that little purple thing that goes in the folder that of the stuff you can't delete like stocks who uses stocks anyway you can also tweet me atlas novak so at a-t-l-a-s-n-o-v-a-c-k you can also tweet at nexus at night n-e-x-u-s-a-t-n-i-g-h-t or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.